50 metres to go, joined by Rockenhorse and now Private Eye. The heavily backed Private Eye takes the lead from Rockenhorse, the astrologist, and then Baller. But it's Private Eye surging away, back for a stack and bolts in. Welcome to Bet Doctor, behind the curtain look at how pro punters operate. I'm your host, Scoot. I'm in studio with the semi final winner, Johnny Walter. A few TV shows this week, what? Today Program, done the media hey, what? rounder. Hey, well, I've got to do all, all your work fans? for you. I've got to do all the promo videos. I've got to do everything. You just do nothing. You just sit there and wait for me to tweet and just hit the retweet button. It's embarrassing. Pull up all right? No. Horrendous. Crook for two days. You food poisoned me on Sunday and then, you know, whatever. Well, we'll be back. Lucky we've got the two-week turnaround. Lucky are you, we got the you week sick off. off Sunday? Hey? Are you sick off Sunday? No, I was crook from the day before. I think I forgot to eat and drink. It was something to do with standing up, not eating, not drinking for... 12 hours. Hats Aiken tipped you the Hong Kong special, the shirt in the bath. Yeah, I still haven't really worked it out, but it I feel did. Good. I, tell, I tell you what it does do, it steams you up. If you want to lose weight <laughs> a bit quicker, you just get the, the shirt on the bath. Maybe the jockeys can use it, but I do think they jump in there in fucking sweatsuits. They are psychopaths. DK might need to put the shirt on and jump in the bath. How are you, DK? Oh, yeah. More, more worried yeah. about the toaster in the bath. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> After yesterday, yeah, thanks, Ollie. That was big. And especially when you're beaten by one, you take. Backed on the last start, you know, back at next start of twenties, but that's 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 my life. But um, no, I, 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 there's a, I got an idea for a stream for you, Scoot. I don't know if you saw the Launceston results last night and fucking Racing dot com and all this and Nico and everything. He's just next stream. I want to, I want the back maximum shares. I want to be on Nico at Launceston, Scoot, night racing at Launceston. Whenever they do that, organise one of them because it's just going to be a fill up after last night. Nico's five winners. I, I, I tuned in. He said, oh, I've got him on some forty to one chance in race six. Cheery, don't we? So I watched it. Dead set, just sold to the front. What well, was about two in front on the turn, just the two favourites run over at late. It was huge, Nico. Mate, well done. It was great shooting last night, especially in a jurisdiction you're probably not, you know, you're only going to get better at. Yeah, thanks, DK. Yeah, um, I just sort of defaulted to the on paces and it seemed to work last yeah. night. So maybe that's that's the play with the uh, Launceston Knights. That might be the play with all the night racing. <laughs> Cranbourne, Mini Valley, Launceston, oh, no. they're just all mad leaders highways, aren't they? So, um, yeah, it wasn't a bad night out. Well, I was just I was just looking my stuff. You know, I was just looking through my stuff. Um, I backed say three winners on lately on the synthetic. Two of them landed outside lead. One of them was going to land the outside lead and soared to the front. I backed three bad losers the last week. Guess where they've all landed? In the shit house. Yeah, so I just funny. Just default position is just an on pace. You know, we just say it all the time. Even back to the old mate Gary Roberts days. Just find the leaders. Find the on paces. Find the you know. Just keep doing it. They run on jobs, mate. They just like we saw yesterday. Ollie just ran up asses from. Wherever, you know, anyway, mm, go that on. That was grim. Yeah, it was grim. Anyway, how are you, Scoot? It's actually not a bad idea, that. Like, the old, it, it'd probably be bad to put up other, like, a stream, like, put people into it. But if you say, like, threw a 1,000 in each and just filmed it and you can't have your home state, you put in some obscure meeting and you just got to go head-to-head, like, you get Darwin, I get bloody Kalgoorlie, and you just go, you know. Like, uh, it can't be your home territory. There you go. It's uh, something like that, you know. Then you State at least of origin sh- and everyone's playing away. Yeah, you got to show you got to show a bit of. Flair. Yeah, flair. Don't mind it. Yeah. Don't mm. mind it. Might put it out. Even Twitter. trots or dogs, who cares? Let's just go. <laughs> bet. Just bet, bet, bet. Dartboard, blindfold, oh, dartboard. I'd love it. It'd be awesome. Oh, if uh, if you're asleep on Saturday, uh, the big news out of Saturday was uh, Johnny Walter uh, defeated Mark Lamborn and uh, Johnny McLeod defeated Anthony Don. We've got a little graphic up on the screen if you're watching it on YouTube, but uh Started off with 20K each. Walt uh, took his bank to $51,001. Nice little uh, poker sort of play there, leaving the dollar there in case uh, they finished on a level amount. Donnie didn't uh, have that sort of intel. He, he, his bank landed on uh, 20000 neat, but uh, 
yeah, crushing victory over the racing rent on uh, 29,000 and a half there almost. So Walt goes through to the final and then uh, Macbeth uh, won by about uh, 2,000 over the Don. He sort of just blew himself up late, the well, Don. If he had a not bet late, he would have. He showed a bit of Titans, didn't he? Like where he sort of just charging. He found a way not to win. <laughs> and and uh, and Johnny McLeod was just up the middle, solid, solid. And I was a bit a bit of south. So I just kept passing to Latrell and hoping he just burst through and just eventually found a gap. I found it, D. I don't know if you tuned into it, uh, DK and Nico. Obviously, you're on course, but the last hour was pretty nerve wracking. I was in the host chair and I was sort of sweating bullets for the guys participating. Did you see any of it, DK, or have you watched the replay? I tuned in late. Yeah, I tuned in late. Um, very late. Scott, I saw the uh, Lambourne bet up late, but uh, I also saw those Queensland blokes. Like, you know, be three fifty each or two, and they back them both. <laughs> like, that's how they bet up there. Like. Fair oh, like the like, Quinella and the Quinella, wasn't it? The, did they back them both and yeah, the Quinella? And the Quinella as well. Was it? <laughs> yeah, that's anyway. That's how they do it up in your, your neck of the woods, right? I, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I, you know, I, they do. They, they wear, they've got to wear pants, not skirts. So um, anyway, no wonder there was just a little drink there. Johnny Mac well. did back a twelve to one winner there somewhere early in the day, didn't he? I oh, think did that he? was yeah. yeah he backed Soothsayer. that Soothsayer or something yeah, early in the day. Into eleven dollars. Looked like it was going to win be a neck and dead set one be a nose, didn't it? It was. Uh, it's hard to back a winner, isn't it? Mm, he'll probably have to. Uh, quadruple his stake if he's going to knock you off in the final. I would have thought on those sort of – he's going to have to yeah. win a couple of middle pinners. Yeah. I actually go – like I, it's weird. He sort of just chipped away all day because I thought he must have nearly struggled. He must have turned over like 20 on the dot. Mm. He's, he's a bit like the wall, isn't he? Like he'll just sit there and just play defence like all, all day, mm. I would have thought. And you're well, I think that's what they do all year, defense. to be fair. I think that's what they do. They just – they literally like bloody, what's his name? Boycott, bloody Jeff Boycott, just there with a the straight bat all day, all day. Fascinating. I don't, I don't really have that. i got the one-inch wide bat <laughs> trying to hit sixes. Fuck. <laughs> <Sorry. Yeah. laughs> well, you hit one with private eye. That was a, uh outstanding tip, I thought, and the market came with you late. What about in the morning? Like I haven't backed it myself. I'm sitting there texting Scoot like a madman. What can I have on this $8? What can I have on it $7? He's just there. He, he had the bat out, bat, straight bat, straight. We've got to wait till the, the things feel. Got to wait till. And I'm just watching it disintegrate while I'm not on it myself, ready to put my head through a wall. Hmm. And Tristan then went the old 460 on the $6 call to really make me feel good about life. Like I really thought I could build into it, but no, anyway, lucky I, it got I, back out. I, I saved you, didn't I? How'd you save me? Well, you were going to have 5,000 by 20,000 surefire, so you would have lost. I was just throwing off. <laughs> right. Hey? Oh, uh, he's good. What about Maximal when it just camped up there? Oh, God, that would have been the, the Maximal private eye was a suburb. It was D a suburb. DK, yeah. stables in and out of form. Mm. Your old mate's Griffiths de Cock. Yeah, I thought this was worth a mention, Scoot. That's why I asked you to put on the run sheet. Something I've noted, like, you know, I've sunk the boots in and I've been a 5% cam for a long time, Nico. And um, I, I backed back, back in early August, I had a bet in a race down at Sale. And um, I backed a Nick Ryan steamer, and it went horrible, of course. And this thing of the Cox uh, led all the way. And it, look, there's a four hundred thousand dollar body Frankel filly, which has subsequently run third in the Oaks trial. And I know, geez, it, okay. Next, next sale meeting on the sale meeting after, there's fourteen hundred meter maiden, some dreamy out thing come and went Wooshka and rolled the favourite first up fourteen hundred. The next race, something first up at sixteen hundred, got on the fast pace and kept going. I thought, what's going on here? Something's changed in this joint. Something's changed, and then anyway, just I know it was low, low meeting Wangaratta Sunday, but they had a treble. One of them was first up off a of picnics, and goes goes there and wins first up, and then they had that thing win the first race. Yes, it was a bit of a low race, but it still won. So I just went and had a look at the stats, and 
I said, uh, so they're, they're normally going on at five for six percent. That's what I always said. They're going five for six percent can. Well, they're going at twenty percent their last fifty runners, and then the Baron put out yesterday their five winners from their last sixteen runners with two seconds. So I just had a big more think about it and had a look at, you know, some stuff. And I reckon so. What's happened is I reckon Mike Mike DeCock is one of the leading trainers in the world. He's he's put a heap of money in the joint, right? So he's he's gone. He's all these new young horses they got. He's in the ownership. Okay, like he's the one first starting out. Him and Jane Chappellheim were in it, like you know that trainer from UK. Yeah. So they're in it, and two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand. They've gone and spent three million at the Melbourne Premier Sales this year, which I, you know, which he'd be fronting up a lot of that. And I'm tipping he's he's gone like you know in the old footy racing parlance where they do a review. I'd say you know you're not training a lot of winners, Matt, and Rebby, what's going on? I'd say he's gone out to look at the joint. Um. So the things have changed. The horses are going. They're they're ready to go first up. And then I had a look at the stats, and first up, they're actually very profitable. Mm. So um, there's still stats, just still, you know, no, not much the other side, which is the old from the old times of still not training many. But um, no, now it's uh, so, so. What do you reckon from like a form point of view? Treat them like new season, kind of look at their stats for this season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this season. Form? Yeah, punting form this season on punting form. Go to that, and then if you like them first up, they're ready to go first up. Okay, they're ready to go. They're very profitable first up. So. Um, and, you know, you, have, you dive into stats like stat, you can look at overall stats like another joint, like I can't cop McAvoy, right? So McAvoy's got these grouse stats, <laughs> all this, and of the two of I've backed lately of him just completely legless. Same. And you, you try backing him and catching him, then I'd look at his stats today. So he's trying to heap, he's got, you know, he's one of the best overall strike rates, but 40 of his winners are coming two joints, Ballarat Synthetic and Murray Bridge. Zero from 45 at Flemington, one from 30 at Caulfield, you know, stuff like this. So um, you just you got to have a you know deep dive, but anyway, I just saw that scoot. So they're in. Bazustin's still out. I mean, <laughs> someone saw Starry Ann went over at a dollar forty the other day. You know, typical Trent um, of the big stables. He's like he's got all these nice cattle back, but we copped it yesterday. Danny O'Brien's still not setting the world on fire out of the big stables, but he's his grand final trainer. And uh, one in the bush, I just thought was another one who's not setting the world on fire. Gurel. Because um, he's a good camp and everything, but uh, they've got the lower stats. But anyway, Scoot. But no, I'm, I'm, um, I did back a winner to Cox the other week, and you know that I wouldn't be scared to back one of them, particularly fresh. So it just shows you just got to, you know, I'm very opinionated, and I said you never back them and things like that. But the trend is your friend. A wise old, my wise, wise old punter told me the trend is your friend. So it's a trend sport, and um, you got to adjust when things change. Tell you one that is is battling a bit. Team Friedman, O from fifty. Their yeah. last fifty runners in Metro Melbourne. There you go. Twenty five started single fingers. Yeah. Hey, what's that? Walt? Walt? I, I literally asked him last week. I'm like, what's going on? And I said, out the, uh, the two stables I asked about, I was like, why is Danny O'Brien uh, shades of his former self, and why there? And they said to me that they have. Uh, there's been like a delay on them getting on the grass or something, training their horses. And he said it's only the last six weeks or something. They've started to get the grass back and he's like watch our horses start to fly and and i know friedman may be none for 50 but they're starting to show more so both are kind of starting to turn like they had argentia yeah. run really well on saturday and like you can see with their good horses and danny o that thing should have won yesterday yeah. obviously cool sign mav won the rupert clark um young werther ran really well inspirational girl ran really well on the turnbull like it's probably going to turn but, but the joints have been underwater so that's mm. i mean yeah. pain's had a same problem same problem that the joint, everything's underwater, especially their their home grass tracks and that. And when they take them away, they're still galloping on heavy and things like that. So um, uh, yeah, I've been what Walt said. They should, and they they are grand final trainers, O'Brien and Friedman. So, um, but uh, yeah, so keep an eye on them. They could improve. It's interesting. Like, people wanted to poo poo D. O'Brien uh, stats. 
and then next thing you know, call sign Mav wins, and I think T Dog's even in that off air or well, we're on air for about six hours. I, I don't know what happened last Saturday, but he did say that D O'Brien's probably had a bit of an unluckier run than usual. He went back through his last fifty starts and could make cases for a few more winners. So. I don't anchor yourself to those last well, you got 50 to starts. Them. you just got to have a bit of a whiff and and a bit of a gut feel about what you've seen as well. I think it's um it's Jockeys not just cut same, and dry. Right? Jockeys are the same. You yeah. can't take last 50, and especially if they've, they've ridden four or five winners, you've got to have a quick look at them, <clears> haven't you? Well, and it's just it's the, it's when the circumstances sort of line up, you tip that eyewitness in the last race yesterday at Canterbury and a jockey that you've been pretty negative on, I think, Kieran McAvoy, mm. But now he finds the right circumstance where the horse is going to lead or go forward and then it booted away and won by three or four lengths. Yeah, and they're not jockeys that can't ride winners. Willie's the same. Like they're not – they're not can't. So you've just got to be, just got to be careful on certain mm. horses. They get sleepy and stuff. But, but I just – yeah, like Willie's a good example. They, they, you get, keep getting – he rides one or two, but they're sort of horses that are won by default and the ones that he needs to help a bit, he hasn't been helping himself. So just picking on him because it's a name we've been talking about. But, yeah, you've got to interrogate the stats a little bit because they can – they can read both ways. Hmm. All right. And you can take advantage of them both ways. If, if people start overplaying them, it's just as good. Something that you don't have to dig too deep is our Masters Club. Very simple, this. Entries close the night before Caulfield Cup and every day there's a little graphic on the screen and uh, it's basically $50 entry into our Masters Club and you'll get the opportunity to win a $9,500 prize Australian dollars, trip of a lifetime, Augusta, Walt or John McLeod will be going after uh, they complete the Caulfield Cup Everest Grand Final and then some lucky punter out there who enters this competition and wins will also be joining one of those guys and me on uh, uh, over in the States. So tell you what, DK, trip away with uh, Sands kids with all the lads. DK bought a ticket. I've got no idea. I think he can. I think he's allowed to. He's not my family, so... Yeah, you can. What it Imagine if the mug wins. Oh. The mug and Walt wins. <laughs> I wouldn't go. The mu- Swear to God. <laughs> I'd give my ticket to the mug, yeah. yeah. I'd give it to his to- mum so that she could go and cook him breakfast every morning. If someone out there wins it and doesn't want to go and you donate it to Mug, we'll live stream the seven days with Mug and Walt or Johnny McLean. He never even like replied the other day, did he? Did he not? He brushed you. Yeah, I feel that's even Just worse. That's actually the shooting. best reply he could have given. <laughs> You got to go in that one. So uh, fifty Maybe bucks. He's got the ban from the mum when he's called old mate a Colin Hunt. Could have worth mm. off the toasted sandwich thing. He's in. He's in good form. Mm. I'm in good form because I'm. Uh, I'm on the Manscape too. Twenty percent off using the code. It's only eleven weeks till Christmas. Spring and summer shave downs required. Walt does it in the bath by the look of his uh, Twitter feed, and I think you bet faster after you shave down. So great Christmas gift there. So twenty uh, percent off in Manscape shop. Uh, using the little co- code Little Birdie. So just type in our name, Little Birdie, B-I-R-D-I-E, and uh, you'll get the discount there. So great stuff. Stay smooth. Today's show is going to be a beauty. Is Don is good. Tell you what, I did like uh, his Gold Coast action. I know DK sort of half uh, against his betting strategy. Fireburn, uh, come on, stuck on that one. A bit yucky, but um, he did good to get us get himself off the canvas there, uh, Donnie. So I think he'll be better he for the run. He did a lot of good. He just... He just- you can see that he's raw on the betting side of things and not, I'm saying he can't, you know what I mean? He's just not mm. staking and things like he can find a winner. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, he's a very good judge. Mm. You'll be into the uh, Silver Eagle program, the gloaming. Well, oh, I'll tell you what, might be uh, might be called off. If the uh, the forecast is correct, it could be uh, curtains. So uh, bet very cautiously. 
uh, for Saturday's racing at Randwick. Uh, top sport steamers. Top rank was their best result. Was a split div six dollars. It's probably the longest photo I've seen in my life in living memory, and I'm still not convinced off what I've seen that it was actually correct. It um, yes, didn't look good at all. Really, did no. it? Like um, from what what from what you could uh, yeah from that that the one they released. I, th- I assume they released it. What do you boys think down there? I thought it was very very whiffy. I think from memory, I think they do struggle lining the grey horses up. It like I think they have heart the, attack, don't they? The pixelation and all that when mm. they have to sort of line up all the pixels and that. Look, I've been up there in sort of um, our pack of them actually when you shoot the the camera that sort of films the whole race, the, the judges are right next to you in the photo finish. And look, the ones in Victoria, the way they sort of – I've seen how they full-on go through it um, after each race. And look, I'd be, sh- I'd be shocked down here if they got one wrong like that. I don't know how the systems are up there, but um, I'd be backing in them backing them in every time down here that it's right. But don't know about Sydney. Surely it's the same technology, I would have thought, but um, I'm not I'm not sure either. Uh, Bet Doctor Lays of the Week, Jouet, we got it beat last uh, last time, so we're on a bit of a roll. I think we're going to take on Golden Mile in the um, Caulfield Guineas. Mm. Bit of J- an afterthought. JP said he, said, he said, I'm not a betting man, but he said if I could put it in your terms, he said I would have taken a dollar at the 600. And... Um, <laughs> she just didn't let down, like as in, well, she didn't. She just didn't quicken. He said she was looking for two mile already, so mm. um, not not sure what to do with her at the moment. Jury out with Jouet, uh, but uh, Golden Mile. She so looks Melbourne Cup only. I would have thought, like I she's got a so task too. in the Caulfield Cup now with you know meeting Smoking Romans and a few others worse at the weights, only going up four hundred meters and trip. But I, I'd imagine she could still run well in that race, and you know they're only setting her for one race really, the Melbourne Cup, but um. Yeah, she's been a big drifter in the Caulfield Cup already. I'd imagine she starts, you know, double figures if like sixteen dollars. Like she's already twelve, I think. So mm. if you're a fan, you might be able to still stick with. You and you look at Monophilia as well. It looks like a couple of those, like they've come off soft runs in weight for ages, and maybe they got a bit itchy and pumped a bit too much work into them. You know, it just looks like they've put a few too many miles in their legs, getting them ready for one race, like you're saying. Fascinating to see what happens there. We've got our uh, bet doctor or beat the doctor promotion at uh, Top Sport, our sponsor, obviously. So uh, check out the racing specials there, and you'll get a, a bit the best odds for uh, Golden Mile to finish top two in the uh, in the Guineas if you like it. Top Sport are also betting uh, to win five thousand on all the Group One, so make sure you stop betting at the imports and bet with the local Aussie-owned bookies and uh, give them a crack, Nico. You're going to have a look at uh, the Herbert Power as your uh, first race, and that's uh, race five on Saturday. We've got odds courtesy of Top Sport, as I said, on the screen now. And the favourite here is Saracen Knight, $3.60, D. O'Brien, J. Carr, Desert Icon, absolutely airborne, $5, Persan, $8, Regal Line, $8, Emissary is $12, Point Nepean, $12, Shiraz, $12, Macram, $13, and then you've got horses like Grand Promenade at $21, and much better, the others. Gonna have a look at uh, the Percy in here in the JRA Cup, running into about third, I think, there in the black and uh, lion. Yeah, well, Desert Icon wins this race, and like the race is over from here. Persan just when he had to be out building momentum, and Desert Icon kind of took off. He was stuck in behind horses. I think the beaten margin was what four lengths. I reckon it probably should have been closer to two. The way he sort of cuts him back in the straight, he's the fastest last two hundred of this race. Um, gets out to twenty four hundred meters. Now, what, third up or pretty much fourth up this preparation? I think he's just needed a few runs. Like that run at Flemington, he was disappointing, but he kind of come again through the line. It's much better there. Damien Lane stays aboard here. 
Um, really liked the way he paraded last day. He really was moving like nice and loose and free in his action. So um, I'd be suggesting he's feeling very good, and that run would sort of back that up. Um, gets to 2,400 metres here. His last 2,400-metre Caulfield run, he ran third in the Caulfield Cup, um, beaten by incentivizer and nonconformist. I know that's sort of – he's only had four or five runs since then, but it looks like he's um, been set for that race again. And I think on Saturday, he's just going to have to be running well. Like, it, I can't see him not running well on Saturday. Um, just the way the race sets up. Desert Icons are probably a little query out to 2,400. I was surprised he wasn't favourite with James McDonald going aboard. Um, of course, he was going to run in the Bart Cummings last week, and he was well on the market there. He just got scratched at the barrier for um, playing up. They put the barrier extension on there, so that might help him. Um, yeah, I thought Persan was a, not a bad bet, sort of $6 all in, and now he's $8 in the uh, in the actual market. So I'm glad I've kind of kept the powder dry there. I thought definitely back him the place. The place looks the best option, $2.70. You could sort of uh, a one-by-three Benny Asgari special, I thought, Persan. I think he just has to run a place. Benny two bets. If I was going to Benny two bets, I don't mind an emissary or emissary or however you say that, that horse. I think if it's going to get to maybe a five or a six or not quite bottomless, did Maybe the heavy track board him unstuck last time. Did you? What did you think, Nico? Yeah, I think um, he's definitely in the game. I think Regal Lion was a really good winner last day. He probably likes a bit of a platform compared to a few of these, but he is four compared to most of these that are, you know, the favourite Saracen Knight is eight. I can't have the favourite Saracen Knight. I think he's the lay of the day. Um, I really think this is a, a situation we're talking about before, a camp that's sort of easy to find in 2,400-metre races. Their stats are probably pretty good, and you get Jamie Carr who's absolutely flying. And I think you're paying a bit of a tax for it here. I know he won the Ansett Classic last start, but he was dead set blessed. Like all the other runners that were a chance in the race were well behind him. Most of the jockeys were asleep at the wheel. He just had to catch the leader. He was made to look very good. Like three starts ago, he's beaten fair and square in a benchmark 78. I know he's had ability throughout his career. Maybe he's just a bit in the zone, this horse, but you could not be taken $3.40 or $3.80 here when he started $3.40 last start in the Ansett Classic, and this is a much tougher field. I know he's down in the weights and everything. He'll probably run well, but um, I'm hard against him. Any thoughts, DK? Oh, just Nico. Nico's strike rate and tipping um, uh, Ma used as 2,400 <laughs> and these sort of things. I think it's pretty high, isn't it, Nico? So, uh, yeah, I thought you could back both of Ma Eustace. I think I thought Grand Promenade in that same race ran really well. He's just out way too wide. He's an on-pace horse, and they start last. He was in the widest part of the track. Like lane one was the place to be, and he ended up in lane nine. Like just complete no man's lane. He's $21 gets MZ. Look at that. So there you go. Back in both. High percentage play. There's a few angles there in that bark coming. I'm in the uh, Herbert Power, sorry. But um, I think the main angle is just taking on the favorite, getting beat, Saracen Knight. Well, anything? No. <laughs> you just refused oh, to comment. It's too hard for me. Hawford race eight is the Guineas. Uh, cracker, this one. Golden Miles being 350 to 270 at Top Sport. Uh, no scratchings there, so it's all legit. Uh, Berkeley Square or Berkeley Square or Barkley Square, whatever you want to call it. Everyone has no idea. Everyone calls it something different. Five dollars. Tijuana eight fifty. Amenable fifteen dollars. Elliptical sixteen dollars. Meritus uh, twenty. Mullane twenty. In from twenty six. Bankmore one of waltz or sixteen out to twenty one. Osipenko another one of waltz twenty one dollars. Uh, and then you got the fortune teller for G to San and bigger odds. The rest here, and we're just going to just skip through a couple of replays. So I'll just let let the tape roll, and uh, Nico can uh, tell us about these ones. A Golden Mile and Mullane first is uh, in the Golden Rose. Maybe you can do the first one, and uh, Nico can do the other races. Uh, Walt, you've reviewed this one, so you've got uh, Golden Mile hitting the front there. 
and then you've got Mullane back in the ruck. He's sort of just one batting a bit. Uh, Zoo Tiger sort of kicks on, and then you've got uh, Jackano, the Everest contender, is just absolutely roaring home here. Interesting, I think I said uh, pre-Golden Rose that Golden Mile might be looking for the mile uh, already, and he maybe gave the indication that he wouldn't. I'm just a little bit worried about Golden Mile and his uh, setup here. And Nico, Berakili Square in the uh, lime again. Yeah, this is a, a big win by Berkeley Square, sort of held up, gets out late. The horse in the red to Juniors in the guineas, uh, Tijuana, whatever his name is, he's come out and won since this race. I did find it interesting, this horse in the Mar Eustace colours, Fast Witness, ran in the Golden Rose and got absolutely flogged, beaten seven, eight lengths. Um, maybe you just didn't, maybe had an off day. What was, the SP? Was, what was the SP there, though? I think he was 70 to 1. 70. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting line, given that's your line. Um, Golden Mile, sort of Berkeley Square. Gee, I don't like looking at that. Those replays, Golden Mile. Like I don't know how he didn't win the Rose. Honestly, like he had the perfect run. It looked over on the corner, and he couldn't get past through Tiger. Um, I don't know about you, DK, but I don't love backing horses. You know their last start that you know relative to the meeting have run the ninety six fastest last two hundred and are going up and trip. <laughs> it happened looks, to me yesterday. It looks that's icky. why I binned that horse yesterday. <laughs> That's in a maiden, though. And this you said it at every possible, too. This is in a group one. Like, at every watch, possible chance. Watching the replay, like, how doesn't he run? How doesn't he get past through Tiger? That was the first time he's seen a, a fast run race. I think he's going to see a faster run race in the Guineas. I don't think he'd be outside leader, though. I'm questioning if he can run a strong mile. That will be my big question mark with him. And I'm, I'm sort of with, uh, not that I've sort of talked to Scoot about it or anything before the race, but. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to take him on. I think if he's the bet doctor lay of the day, take on top two, I don't think it's that bad a shout, to be honest. Get the staggers late and get run over. <clears throat> My concern was um, we're just going to watch um, Bank Moore here in the white and the lambing colours and then uh, elliptical zoom home on the outside and the widest runner here. Yeah, maybe he just had enough um, golden mile on the line there. And I just don't know if it was an end of prep run or not, but um, definitely uh, looks... Crazy price at uh, the two dollar seventy mark here, but uh, Bank Moore. This is a horse that you've always had time for, Walt. The uh, the winner and the out of form uh, Freeman Yarder got the the fast finisher there. Mm. Bit sad that Bank Moore. Well, he's drawn twenty seven and they've decided to ride it cold. I'm not sure what that does for that horse. Uh, I would have much rather see it sort of like that. I think it's a horse that needs to chime in and sustain a strong run. I don't know if it can out sprint others in the race, but I I, I think Elliptical's extraordinarily interesting in this race. Um, Gate one, change of rider, interesting. Um, obviously, Craig's got the uh, the choice which way he's gone or whatever he's done there. But uh, yeah, I, I like elliptical, and I wouldn't be letting. Well, I'm not. I'm on bank more. Silly odds, so just be careful about that because I don't think the last one I lobbed was Master O'Reilly when it beat Maldivian, and the only reason it won was because I was on Maldivian for seventy three million, and <laughs> it was like the guess. shafting of backing a hundred one winner. So anyway, oh. it's all. <laughs> Amenable's an interesting one because Mick Price tell he doesn't really tell many fibs through the press or so what he what he says is usually accurate and he's saying that Amenable is basically just out there for a look from from what he said he's got D Oliver barrier fourteen and they, I think he's just gonna let a him look fall. in the guineas let no him, one's going no, for a no, look no, around no. in the guineas he never said that oh. I listened no. to him on the radio this morning well I listened to the stable report and it sounded like he was just gonna. Barely participate, and he's got D Oliver on board, so he's got a task from fourteen. Like he's going to have to go back. He does get the blinkers on though, and he brings in 
like the prelude's nearly the DF, which is weird to say. Like it's the lead up, but they kind of just raced each other. The prelude form they come through the Muni Valley race, they went to the prelude. They're hard to tie into the other form lines mm. um, with you know Tijuana and Berkeley Square and Golden Mile and Co. Which you know you could probably tie all them in if you really wanted to. Um, it was a it was a weird run race to prelude because half the jockeys come back and said it's like the hardest race they've ever rode in because they couldn't see and <laughs> sort of that he was out the back charge line around the fastest last two hundred meters of the race. Um, I thought he was probably the horse I could back in the race. Well, um, he's the map. The map's his issue. He said yeah. he'd like to have drawn eight to give him a chance to be close to those two favourites. Now he's going to have to be conceding them a start, and uh, that's you know he's, that's always sixteen dollars in there. For, you know? So Bailey's probably the one out of the prelude. Like I don't think he handled the wet track too well there, um, and he does get the map. Here. He draws barrier four, gets Ethan Brown. Like that's that's probably a positive at the moment. He could probably settle closer. So I thought at thirty four dollars you could do worse than having something on him. I think it's a very open guineas. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me if like Alkington Road won it at thirty fours either. Like it's just one of those kind could, of races I reckon yeah. this year. Yeah, you could you could say that. Um, if you're see- against the favourite, like dead set anything can win it. He said, uh, which one's favourite now, Berkeley or? Golden Mile. Two seventy versus five dollars. Two dollars seventy. Yeah. Mm. Two dollars seventy to win. Unreal. Yeah. That's insanity. Oh, that's what it and is. I and I think it was a much better run last start than it looked, but it's still insanity. That, well, that's what we're finding with this this, you know, with the bookies in their new regime is to is to, you know, put put them up poison. You know, put those obvious up poison and get people who are doing all their all the wrecks are doing their multis and everything, get them in at rock bottom and then lay, they, lay them short and then lay the rest late. Probably yeah. actually very smart. Mm. Oh. That's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah it's, they're doing it. It's been going on for weeks since the start of the car, still since August. But um, uh, just quickly before you finish on Amenable, he said it's going to mature into a ripping autumn three-year-old, and he's going to be a great Australian Guineas horse. So as long as he doesn't draw fourteen or something there as well. But that's what people want to bet futures, futures, and then they go things draw the car park. Mm. So I bet futures in this race, hundred to one half cabin. That was my futures bet. Two fifty last Saturday, Cash and then he out. comes out. Cash and it's out. opened. That's opened a whole new um, listening again on the radio this morning on the way in a whole new can of worms, or well, not can of worms, with the bleeding rules and things like that. I think the Godolphin mm-hmm. vet is, um, yeah, there's things. Yeah, anyway, but uh, that's for another. You're, you're all tra- over it, DK, this morning. <laughs> Love <laughs> the wireless. Stuck in traffic too long. <laughs> Stuck in traffic, yeah. Real analog yeah. man, DK. Osipenko is a horse that's sort of in the abyss. Failed on the heavy eight last time, but if you go through his good four form and if it's still going to be maybe in the five or six range, Where's it at, Walt? Your man Tim Clark gets the ride. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's 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 weird. It's had such a strange prep, obviously that downpour or whatever. But it still was like, pretty plain, wasn't it? To be fair to the eye, it was uh, it was pretty hard to forgive that um, blind on on sort of what it did there. So jury's out. But it's another horse that could jump out of the ground. It's a, it's one of those races, and it? it's really weird. I think, yeah, I, I, it, it'd be in there with Bank more elliptical for me, and I, I'd probably chop on Berkeley because I think it's definitely top pick Berkeley. Mm, and D Lane's jumped on to Meredith, uh, off Osipenko, and then on to Meredith. Mm. It's all too much, isn't it? Well, I think it's a good starting point. Uh, let's just take on the favourite, and hopefully we can. What jag do you think, Osipenko? Are they just trying to dodge wet tracks? I don't. I don't. They must. It must be the because they, they scratch it from Sydney, took it down there. Obviously, it wasn't planned to do what like that rain just sort of arrived, didn't it? Like not long before that race, and it was running crazy conditions. I just. I, I'm, and I, I've, yeah, actually, there's, yeah, it's just a weird race. It's probably too much for me. You okay? Yeah, just okay. I'm still coming. You've just, you've crushed me mentally, physically, emotionally. I'd probably need uh, five bucks to back Golden Mile. So I'm going to just chip around a couple of roughies in that one. Let's talk about the two rack. 
This is another one where uh, probably I'm, I'm less inclined to take on the favourite here, but I wish I win. I think this will be uh, pretty strongly supported. Uh, $2.70, Gentleman Roy, $9.00, Tuvalu or Tuvalu, $9.00, Military Expert, $9.50, Pinstripe, $13.00, Uncle Burn or Bryn, uh, $13.00, Character, 19 Halal, $21.00, Law of Indices, 21 Call Sign Mav, $26.00, Dallas N, $26.00, and $31.00 about Buffalo River Converge and others much, much bigger. Let's have a look at a couple of different replays here. And, Nico, you can uh, chat through all these. I wish I win, buried in the ruck. Yeah, it's a big win, sort of getting through in the uh, the Mooney nose roll there. This is the the fastest. Um, this is like the best benchmark lead up time on punting form coming through. He's run an overall figure of twelve point six above here, which is you know pretty strong relative to Group One grade. Right, he's come home at thirteenth fastest last two hundred of the meeting here on a speed where they went nine and a half lengths above. So they've done the hard work early. I think this is a really good platform run for him. That was thirteen hundred. His first up run was fourteen hundred. Now he gets out to the mile. Um, looks a big tick for him down in the weights. I couldn't imagine uh, there's anything sort of wrong with him. This was the race he was going to be favourite in if he had a got a start. This is the Rupert Clark, which was run on the wet condition. So that's interesting. I wish I wins coming off a good four, maybe even a three at Soundam looking at the times. These horses are coming off a heavy eight, heavy nine. I mean, the Rupert Clark, cool side Mav, very good wet tracker. Great win to Volu, um, very tough on speed. He's going to be tough on speed again in the Guineas. Dallas M was good poking through there late. Um, yeah, there was sort of plenty happening there. And then this is the sound down stakes, which Gentleman Roy just got away with an absolute birthday out in front. Nothing sort of took him on. Slowly run race, military expert, game and defeat, pinstripe, just got a bit held up, um, charges at him late. I think he's probably the horse to take out of this race, given the race shape probably wasn't run to suit him and he had a bit of a task sort of reeling in the top two. He's he's drawn just to follow I wish I win. He's drawn third. Um, I wish I wins drawn 13, he's drawn 14. So you think MD's just going to get straight onto the back of Luke Nolan? I don't know. I tried to take a simplest sort of a approach to this race. I think there's three legitimate Group 1 horses in this race on their day. I think I wish I win will be a Group 1 horse. I think Pinstripe's a Group 1 horse. And the other horse on his day does not deserve to be 30 to 1 if you can forgive two runs this prep is Converge. Um, he did beat Animo fair and square over 1,600 metres last prep. Could find a good track, finds TC. Uh, I thought he was big odds at $31 if he can sort of say, well, he's not a wet tracker and he just didn't go in the first sort of two first up runs, third up, fit. Um, I think he's probably in play if you're looking for something at odds that can run a place. But, yeah, I thought I wish I wins pretty hard to beat. Uh, I thought he would come up a bit shorter, to be honest. I think if you can get 270 280 maybe even $3 on the day, it's probably a price you could bet up with and then have, you know, your saver pinstriped at 13s and maybe even something on uh, – Converge. Tavolo's in the game. Um, he's definitely in the game from a, a place point of view if you're looking for exotics. But, uh, yeah, it's I wish I wins race to lose for sure. Nico, you just had to go down one more number and one more saddlecloth. I, I thought you were all up. I thought you were going to say Dallas in. Uh, he said your Converge. Boyfriend. What have you done? He's your boyfriend. I tell you nah, what, he's ready to he's, go. He's had his chances. He's had his chances. If Converge is 30s and he's 26, I know who I'd rather back. I snuck up on the two-rack market last week when I thought Converge might be steering down there after dodging that, and it was not in one market anywhere in the country. Like, they're too good, aren't they? Like, they, don't even, <laughs> they don't even have half the horses in the goddamn futures market. So you imagine if you rang up, oh, you can have $6. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Wish I win. Seriously, the one to beat. And, um, but insanely short. Like, 
not a horse I could chime into at this price going up this much in grade. It beat nothing last start, even though it was highly impressive. And the old one by 44 converge looks the play to me. If he finds a four or five, look out. So who's who's plays that the one by forty four? That's the old uh, Daisy Daisy the trot man, the Queensland trot man one by forty four. It's a very good trot play, you know the old behind the leader if he gets out, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or the forty four the play. So uh, yeah, I think he'll 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 um he'll make a fool of his recent form if he finds some firm surface. At the start of the week, it looked like Melbourne was going to be in this you know soft seven heavy sort of range, but again. This is a horse that can jump out of the ground, and so is a horse like Law of Indices. I think it's going a lot better than most people would imagine. It's got that good Queensland form, and I thought it ran out of its skin first up. Uh, he hasn't found a race that he could win, like uh, conditions to suit for so long. It's hard to it's hard to remember how if he's any good or not. Well, no one knows yet. No, <laughs> since his first or second start, he's, and even then he wasn't well set up. You know, like he's a uh, he's a bit of a punish. Mm. And but, he gets um, J-Mac on Jay Allen. I don't think John Allen did much wrong last start, but he just mm. couldn't get through the heavy. So I'd be playing outside the market here and just pray that I wish I win can find some traffic or some. Well, it looks a horse potentially that can find traffic, isn't it? It's not a, it's not one that gets up out, the, out of the way and, and makes its own luck to a certain degree. It just makes its own luck with a monster turn of foot so far. I can see. good trainers, isn't he a freak? He, he, he'll just, he'll beat Dallas Ann by a nose on the line. Just Let's to, hope so. Just to ruin my week. And I hope, yeah, and it runs fourth, beaten, nose, 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 <laughs> nose. So that'd be beautiful. <laughs> Did anyone have any uh, might and power thoughts? Saki v. Animo v. DK Waltz boyfriend, Wood. Alligator Blood. There's a few boyfriends in this one. I was trying to not talk about it to not wind up DK. But <laughs> oh, but- good. Oh, I'm just pissed off. There's a few, dis- there's a distance queries, you know, so yeah. Animo might fall in now, you know, like. And that's right, Alligator Blood's not a big enough price to back it. If otherwise, if it was $10 again, I'd back it again. Uh, Zaki went well enough the other day to say, and it's going to be in the right spot to say that it can win. Animo, you want to pot the shit out of it, but it's going to lob in the right spot. And and like you say, Alli- uh, if uh, Thunder hit the line last start, you'd be all over him, but he looks like he dead set won't run 2,000. So it's just, I think it's a nothing race. Free bet, DK. Who did you want to, who are you going to spec? Free bet. I'll give you $300. Who do you, who do you back? Zaki. Even though I'm not the biggest Saki fan, but <clears throat> you're just going to be, you'll just sustain him. Good gallop, and Nanamo's going to have to get past him. I think there's two hopes again Saki and Alligator again. I'm, I agree. But everyone, if Alamanamo wins, everyone's going to be creaming themselves. Oh, he's won. He's going to be unbeaten. He's the <laughs> biggest thing since. And if like, he gets seriously. beat, they're going to go, oh, broken down. It should never have run. It's just a, oh, it's a hiding to nothing. The whole race is a future thing. What do you guys make of uh, the Hayes camp coming and say, coming out and saying that Mr. Brightside was a bit soft and we're only training for the Cox Plate through the week? Is that, what do you make of that? No, we we called it. You you asked about that horse. He's off. He was off those that very very soft. Uh, whatever. What race was it at Mooney Valley? A Fian. Yeah. And that made him vulnerable in that race against those proper horses. So um, they said. Uh, ben said he said that, and JD I've heard to say subsequent that really has tightened him up. You know, he's, he's, he needed that battle-hardened run. So I was still, you know, you know I don't know, go and get those good horses, but they, they think he'll go a lot better than he did the other day. This is the form line that I probably prefer looking at the Caulfield Cup. Um, uh, can Benno just come out and stamp himself as the rightful Caulfield Cup favourite? That's another fascinating angle to the race, like non-conformist and Benno. Yeah. There's more chance Richie Benno coming yep. back from the grave. <laughs> <laughs> he's only going to beat Spoken Romans, like. It's, Mate, it's, it's not a, the strongest Caulfield Cup. It's a pretty cup. good horse, that Smoking Romans. I like went back and watched it. It's, it's hard to knock it. 
It's hard to knock it. Like in hindsight, I've never found it, but over it's hard to knock what it's done. Yeah, I think going into Caulfield Cup Day, the, the horse that wins is Herbert Power, and if Ben or Nonconformist are running well here, um, I reckon the market will have a good look at him in the Caulfield Cup because they're just on the back up and a bit maybe a bit fresher, good numbers potentially. Um, yeah, it's a big review meeting for that race. No, oh, this this is the best part. It's Pike off, D Lane on, and then Blinkers on. No, but who's riding it in the Corf? Didn't they book someone for the Caulfield Cup? That I was, it was a really weird booking. <laughs> Reggie, yeah, yeah, Reggie, yeah, yeah, that was it. So hang on, you've got it in this race, and then a ten length class. What, what the heck is that book? So what, D Lane off? Reggie's booked to ride it in the Caulfield Cup. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. Well, it is, it's Everest Day as well, Caulfield Cup, and you need someone who can get the light. He's got a light weight, I think, of 54 or 53 mm. and a half hey, or something. So. You go on the old double negative, two camera-shy things, beings, mm. maybe equal winning. Yeah, so Lane has to take the ride on Jackano in the Everest. Why wouldn't you? Well, this I, is, I'd much be rather be riding Jackano in an Everest than Benno in a Caulfield PVL's Cup. happy. Why is that? Well, well, he's got the star jockey up, up, in, up in Sydney. What, what's with Giggy Kick in the Everest? What, what, what is that? What is that? It's a big James Aaron, your mate, James Aaron. I, I swear that old mate has just badgered him to death with his big teeth and his wrinkles, and he's just there going, and he's just like, mate, if you, I'll put it in if you shut up. And, and that's <laughs> what's happening. Private Eye have an Everest slot. That it's is the most oh, Private Eye over Giggy Kick. It's just insanity. <laughs> it's, like, I, I, it's dead set. It's it's not a clear second pick, private eye, but it's definitely in the race in between second and fifth or something. You know what I mean? Like it's a probably lost and running second pick, and then Eduardo and I reckon then private and eye him. Mm. Yeah, I can't believe they're doing it to Giggy Kick. What, what doing what? No, it's it up it there. To, oh yeah, I wouldn't. Have, well, I wouldn't put. Uh, and would he, he done it? Would he done a deal with Muns or something? They reckon it was just owner. dead set all Craig, like hammered him and just was like, I guarantee you, da 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 da. Like he was just so bullish. Wow. Yeah. Hard to see, isn't it? It's, like all, a, it's all doing deals and stuff, isn't it? Munns has got unlimited, so yeah, who knows? What what price bonus notches in the Everest? Four billions? <laughs> oh, the only angle that I could find in the uh, might and power was probably if you like Ben, I think he's going to jump out of the ground and run a big race. But that scares the bejesus out of me that Regan's going to jump on. Stand him out for fourth, <laughs> hey? Stand Benno out for fourth. Can you can you have an exactor at the hundred? <laughs> from uh, anyway. Super positive, super excited about uh, this weekend's racing. Putting form, the best form guy in the business. The boys rattled off some stats. You can get all the sectional data so you can uh, see the I wish I wins and all the uh, the different form lines and when Dallasan's going to peak and all that great stuff and you can just absolutely put yourself into not. So make sure you ch- chime into puttingform.com.au and you can get as mad and twisted and uh, great up as us. We love it. Every week we just – don't have to bet in every race. That's what you said. That's what you say. Don't have patience. That was the big uh, takeaway in Walt's promo video. And he just patiently sat there waiting for private eye. Went bang and it was uh, lights out for poor old Mark Lamborn. Randwick this Saturday, Walt, uh, in all seriousness, it's looking bottomless. Uh, there's a couple of different judges thinking that it's going to be called off uh, if the forecast is correct. A question from the show, we don't really get many questions, but here's one. This is from Greg. He's a ripper bloke. He's uh a uh, little birdie faithful member since day dot. He said, the best piece of advice I've ever heard is from Rob Waterhouse, who I believe has been the best form, who he believes is the best form analyst ever, staking only one third of your units on wet tracks unless it's an absolute swimmer. What do you think about that comment? Bet right, Dan. So drop your Hang staking. On, so unless, unless it's, it's a wet a, tracker, then you unload. Well, then you can still bet. With why, why are you backing so back? So you're saying if, if it's a dry tracker on a wet track, back a third of your bet? 
It's the one. It's the one of the strangest things I've ever. Well, Rob Waterhouse, you know him. Rob would not tell you anything <laughs> that he thinks you can get an advantage from. Let me just tell you, unless he was getting a bigger advantage from telling you that you're getting an advantage from it. DK. Any, uh, any no, merit I've, to the question? Do you oh, wish you? Yeah, well, yeah, we're going on there. Where it's been down here now. Man, I, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him with a passion, those bulk tracks. So, yeah, um, if it's mutter was a mutter and all that sort of business. But um, Betting on wet tracks is not bad, but I like the caper that DK and I try and uh, drive ourselves mad at. It's very hard to sue other people into yeah. uh, dodgy tracks because <laughs> horses get beat 10 and you just look like a complete gumby. And it wasn't, a, and not to say it was a bad bet, it's just. Sometimes you get surfaces that are just you don't know. No one knows, and it, it's a gamble. It's a bigger gamble. Let's uh, let's pretend that Ram we're going to be on and preview a couple of races. Race four is a Roman Consul, Best of Bordeaux in the Abyss. This horse two dollars seventy. Uh, Wellinger Beast five fifty. Natuno six dollars. Shajardin six fifty. Sweet Ride eight dollars. Uh, Celius. That's the uh, that's the Don's tip from uh, Scone last start. Eleven dollars. Zuccarino eleven. And uh, Sholante is thirty one dollars. Have a look at the replay of Willinga Beast here, Walt. Last time. So, yeah, they were, oh, this is the race that was a little bit down off the one before it. Actually, I thought it's, it's run the start before was even better. We're eating North Star Lass. It was a bit leaderish, but they um, sort of carved each other up on speed and, and ran really well. Stretched to 1400 here, and, and it's right there. Like, pushed on to lead. It definitely wasn't as easy to lead this day. And right there with what's that, 100 to go, it's a length off the lead. You got Zugotcha there, who's obviously won the um, the flight stake since uh, the Pretender Wolverine taking advantage of the the horses down the outside. And yeah, he scoots Pretender, just a little jab there for you. Wolverine, I took it on the chin. Uh, you took it on the chin. You normally do. The um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was its merit was hidden there. The start before was good. Twelve hundred back to twelve hundred blinkers on, um, and a, a soft draw. I think if they run, we'll get a similar. You know, pretty on pace, hard to run on rail out track where you want to be up there, you want to be fit, and you want to be tough. And I think Willinga Beast ticks all those boxes. So best of Bordeaux is well, where in life? Well, it's 28 days off a, well, what are they, a, a, a virus mm. of some sort. I think it had mucus present or something was the report at, at the time. Uh, 28 days off back to this sort of testing surface off any sort of uh, that sort of you know anything that's attacked your immune system and weakened you is is not good for me. I, I like I, it's it's not a you know, no one believes in the pen jobs around here, but it's pretty close. Like I, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take anything under double figures, best of all, like not even close. So for it to be, I think it, I think it, there's no way it starts favourite. Surely mm. that'd be probably just thinking Coolmore stud stakes, just prep run for I it. I think they're just hoping that he bounces off it and they've got something something to go to. I think it's a it's a decent setback at this sort of. Time of its prep, and they've got nothing really else to run it in. I don't, um, I don't really know. And I think the other horse that's got the identical scent up pretty much to the Willinger Beast is Sajardin. It was given a run first up, pretty much out the back on a unsuitable race. They tried to put it into the race in the in the uh, the rows the other day and, and ride it a bit closer over the fourteen hundred second up and wasn't too bad. Just in behind them, blinkers on back in trip gate one. I, I think those two are your your option and. Clearly, I think the others have all like 28 days. It's just such a fitness bo- a boost, that 14 back to 12, mm. as opposed to other horses that look like their they're max distance is 1,200 and they're having 28 days off and things like that. And, and, and actually, Donnie's horse is the one that's a Weird. wild card, but yeah. how the hell can you back at 1,000 to 1,200 off a maiden at Goulburn or whatever? It's like it's in, you just, if it beats you, too good. I, 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 I 
think linger based since the Jardin should be first and second favourite here, clearly. Mm. So looking for those rock-hard fit horses uh, taking on this heavy 10 or... And or shouldn't wolves. be far off the speed too. Like they've got... These horses are going to have to pretty much run past them off worst uh, worst fitness setups and, and best of Bordeaux the horse that I'm just taking on just off 28 days off a of virus. Nico? Yeah, fascinating little race. Um yeah, the good often horses win at Goulburn kind of had to be seen just charging from the back. I know he was a dollar ninety, and the sort of everyone expected him to win, but that was enormous. Um, coming home in the best closing sectionals of the meeting on punning form. I don't know. I think they just they all feel a bit chewed up to me. None of them seem that good. It wouldn't surprise me if you get a horse that just jumps out of the ground like um, Salius or whatever his name is, and just. Picks up the pieces here. It seems like that kind of race. I can see why Walt's tipping, you know, Willinger Beast and um, Sejidam because Willinger Beast probably is one that can kind of pick up the pieces if they overdo it out front and just she's just going to be there. But, um, yeah, I think the the one with the most upside is definitely the good Olfen horse, but it's just whether you want to sort of chime in at that price with a few sort of unknowns. Uh, yeah, couldn't be back in best of Bordeaux, I wouldn't have thought. Mm, that's the whole the race for me is. Best of all those 40% of the market, it should be 5% of the market. He'd that's, be, that's why you got to bet. He'd almost be a bet up below, but the field size is just so small that, um, yeah. Just lay it top seven. What is there, nine in it? Eight. 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 Top seven. Ta-da. Show some balls. Top seven. They do it on saggy bed or whatever it's called. Rambit race eight is the silver eagle, million-dollar silver eagle over 1,300 metres. Incredible prize money here. Mr. Mozart, $3.50 chance. And Star Tantes, uh, $8, one of my horses. Uh, Waterford, $8. Espiona, $9. Valana, 10 Brigantine, 11 Lavish Girl, 11 Lock Eagle, 12 Converge, 16 Kiss, um, eight, uh, 16 Maurice's My Dad, 26 uh, Cathel is 41 and uh, everything's better. Uh, then that, Mr. Mozart, we're going to have a look at first up. Talk through What's the most interesting thing about Mr. Mozart here today? Not this day, on Saturday. Pike off. Whoa, there it is. Of duller on. He absolutely carved Mr. Mozart here. Um, just sort of back, forward, back, and the horse just kept coming. I just love that, especially off a first up run when they just, Despite all adversity in the race, they just keep finding the line. And uh, this horse is just like the definition of a professional. Mm. Draws absolutely ideally to, to cruise across from an outside draw. I think Abdullah's on it, isn't he? Yep. He's fine. He'll roll forward. I think the the, the weights of this race is, is incredible for him. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, up on speed is going to be the go. So, you know, and, and that wide draw, he can pretty much do whatever he wants to do from out there, I think, yeah. Uh, you know, horses that are going well in this race, like horses like Lock Eagle that won at goddamn midweek in Sydney. Um, there's there's so many horses in this race that are, you know, look okay on paper and you see he should be giving him five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve kilos and, and he's meeting him at, you know, set weight. So I think Mr. Mozart is entitled to be a pretty dominant horse to beat here. If Espiona beats you, you just shake your head and say, too good, Chris. And uh, Startante's uh, your your pinup horse is probably the danger. Just loves grows a leg well in the way. Well set up, yeah. Well set up. Back to thirteen hundred should be strong if you can run on it's it's. I'm yeah. If you can run on it's 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 very hard to beat. If if it's uh, up on speed, Mister Mozart gives a huge sight. They just they stand out for me. Those two here. Mm. I'd I'd probably agree with nearly everything you say there. Nearly mm. million dollar barrier trial. That's what I sort of looked at this race as. They're all just going to the the Golden Eagle. Like no one's 
the 10, isn't it 10 million or 7 million or something? The Golden Eagle, like yeah. 50 there's million, a, I heard. Seven there's million. a few here. I think that could, um, you know, match it with with a horse like Mr. Mozart, like Volana, Lock Eagle. You know, they haven't been that far off him. Brigantine looks like he's come back a better horse. Um, it's just who's who's here ready to play on Saturday. I don't think Volana's ready to play first up and, and sort of a few of those things. I do think Ranchan could run a race at 50s coming out of the uh, the fast run Bill Ritchie or one of those races, same race as Top Ranked was in last week. I wonder but, that'll help it if it's a heavy 13. Mm. Tell me why the, the lead up to the Golden Eagle, which is run at Rose Hill, is run at Ramwick. Why would they not run the lead up at Rose Hill? Anyway. Yes. They've moved the gloaming here as well. I just don't get it. It's a Rose Hill race too. It's very weird. Why is it not? Well, didn't they? Not? Didn't they? Uh, the, the Everest never used to be on Caulfield Cup Day, did it? Well, I think that's that's a that, that could be a little bit of a plan too. Do you think? Um, well, I don't even know why they'd want to chew Ramwick up. Like the weather's always ordinary. Why would you want to run on Ramwick two weeks in a row when you can just go Rose Hill this week? Uh, have the Sea Silver Eagle. Anyway, it's just whatever. The common sense is brutal. It's tough, isn't it? It'd be just incredible if it's a heavy 10 and they just chew the absolute crap out of this track, which is most likely going to happen. Huge reason why there's a big chance the meeting won't run, but then what do they do with these other meetings? And, again, like I know it's a silly argument and I'll get attacked for it, but uh, just, just looking at the field sizes in race one and two. So you've got 20, you've got 18 in the highway, first use of the track. <laughs> then you've got... What do you got? Twelve or something in the midway, and then it, like, why are those races? Just can them now, move them to whenever. Went next Wednesday, and and try and save the track a little bit. I don't know. There's got to be there's got to be a few few options you could use here to to try and save it a little bit for the following Saturday. Do you reckon they even ca- do they care though? What's that? Do they care? He cares about one meeting, old mate, and it's next Saturday. I know they moved the rail back from eight to to true, but um. Yeah, I guess that's the only thing that'll help save the meeting. Because if it was a true rail and it was true the next week, this this meeting would not be going ahead. Nico, the first is like Sydney's own Melbourne Cup. Twenty three runners they've got down there. Twenty three. I think there's five emergencies over a mile too. Like just chew the whole joint up first meet. It's just it's just crazy. And I no one loves highways more than me. Yeah, it seems like I don't know. I don't know what that. If the the play probably would have been to transfer it somewhere way earlier if that they were going to do that, but. Everywhere is going to be underwater, isn't it? I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those situations. Can they move the rail out any further? They probably can't because there's a 20 horse field they need to have. Yeah, to not, not now that they're out. So. No. Mm, bit of a pickle. I'll be attacking that race with confidence if they run. Walt's found the best two wet trackers and they are absolutely airborne. It's time for, if you want more of his uh, analysis, uh, racingwatch.com.au. As I said, uh, he found that little $9 winner late at Canterbury. So, He's just changed up a bit, and it's shorter, sharper, punchier, so it's easier to follow. So he's covering more tracks at the moment, Walt. So he saw it in the flesh last Saturday, how uh, how smart this bloke is, so make sure you check that out. Let's talk uh, Don's best. Last week, Fireburn got him. A little bit sad here in the office after getting pipped on the post in the Masters betting stream. It was a great weekend in betting. I loved every moment and can't wait to do it again. Anyway, we'll move forward for Donny's best this weekend. We go to Eagle Farm. We'll start with the best bet that comes up in race seven. It's called Extremist, horse number nine. It was very good first up. It dominated them in Eagle Farm. It was off the map, $3 into even money in the last 15 minutes. It tried like a rocket before that. I think it's a mare in form, and it's going to improve here second up for Heathcote. It'll either lead or take a sit in the first couple of pairs. At around the $7 mark, I think it's a great each-way bet. So that's race seven, Extremist. Go to race five, Deer Trail. 
This horse looked like a stylish animal when winning first up at Dooman. It was a hot tempo that day. They went really hard, and it was the strongest late by a mile. So the step up to 1,200 metres and the uh, racing across the road at Eagle Farm shouldn't be an issue. The only slight concern is how far it gets back on the map and if they are able to swoop on the day. But at $4.20, I'm happy to take the risk that this thing is a nice horse moving forward. So the two best bets this weekend are race seven, extremist each way at around $7, and race five, deer trail around the $4.20 mark. Good luck, gentlemen, and Cote, moral, Randwick race two if they run. See you, boys. A little bit of uh, <clears throat> an extra play there. Race two, number 12, Cote, and uh, Eagle Farm race seven, nine, and five, ten there. So Donnie's uh, doing a little bit of a mug there, giving us three tips instead of two. Uh, but uh, you saw how dangerous he was, so make sure uh, you get on early there. Top Sport Big Bets, these are early plays here. Uh, Ramwick Race 1, number 2 is Jalmari, 350 at $10 in uh, this highway. Lots yeah. of shaking his head, so that's the truth. Yeah, it looks song. like a drowned rat. The poor horse just looks like it's not come up, and I don't know. Danny's hasn't pulled a rabbit out of his hat for a while. He'd have to pull a decent one out to get in on. The next one is race three, and it's main stage. Race three, number seven, main stage, 250 bucks at 20. Mad, mad wet tracker, and if, if it's uh, up on speed, it actually went okay the other day, probably needed that run. It's um, it's not a silly bit. This is the horse that's going to run second or third, beaten by I wish I win in a photo finish, 140 at 38. Did they cut you, or was that the full stake you asked for? That's to win five. Is that to what you wanted? Nice, good not bet. Telling. Good on you. Is that a Betty boost? Was it like? Want 31 more. up to 38, do you I get a double more. boost? If Dallas Sam wins the two-rack and I only win 5,000, What happens with all those bonus bets that I had still in that account from Saturday 2 that I wasn't allowed to <laughs> cash there. up? I was, still don't worry. I haven't it, checked, but I, no, I had it loaded. <laughs> if private I went down halfway down the thing, I was I was ready to press the bonus bet button cash them in. What out there are fire in the protest? Uh, it looks like uh, this is an interesting one too. Race 10 at Morphville over 10,050 metres. It's the Gov, $515. So... Jacob Opperman on this one for Shane Cale. Might have to ask Beat the Bayman about this one. 15 into 11. Ex-Kiwi horse. Don't know, but uh, it's got a bit of a whiff about it, that one. That's, uh, that's Serious? It. What? I'm never oh, – maybe next Saturday I'll have to look at goddamn Morphville Race 10 again, but holy crap. I was a little bit surprised that no oh, – I don't know if you're throwing off or not, but mm-hmm. you nailed the race or you, you won on the race. But oh, being the last race of the day, everyone should have just done that race inside out. Well, I did every other place but Adelaide because I hate it with a passion. And then I literally had five, what was it? You gave me seven minutes to do it. I went back and looked. Every, the rail was cast, so I just pinned every horse that was drawn inside, found anything with a bit of speed that was drawn wide and backed it. It wasn't really difficult. And something that, you know, anything that was going half decent, I got back two runners and saved on one or something. That was it. It wasn't that difficult. Anyway. I'm, I'm tipping you boys won't make that mistake uh, next Saturday. It'll be Mate, the last does, at Adelaide. You'll do did he first. bet anywhere else? I don't think he had a bet outside of Queensland, did he, old Scooby? Yeah, he did. He bet in Adelaide. What did he do? He bet in the Adelaide race. Oh, I can't remember what he did. I was pretty fatigued by that stage. He backed the winner in the last at Flemington, which helped him. Yeah. Mr. McLeod. The thing that's favourite for the derby. I Mr. Maestro. Mr. Maestro. Wasn't it heavily backed? Oh, that's that, that was the one mistake I made in the whole thing was not backing it and um, – Saving on major bill, they looked the only two hopes. But geez, it was it was like what was it five or six bucks in? It was well back. Mm. Yeah, it was like five to three fifty or something. Mm. That's mm. that's DK territory. Is there anything uh, in the derby that you like early? If it's like the derby the race progressive thing. He's just got to wake up. Yeah, uh, the, well, just the, the price horses are out as of this morning. I've seen on Cadetsia. I've seen no out. Yeah, out. Oh. out. 
going to the paddock. Another futures bet cast for me. <laughs> no future in futures. I mean, it's just, especially these days where they bet you two bob. But uh, it's not like the old days. But uh, yeah, Arcino's gone to the paddock. He's uh, just said they pulled up a bit charry after that that run, and uh, he wants doesn't want, you know stretch him out to twenty five hundred. Like it can stuff him, you know. So um, they're coming back for the autumn. Um, no derby. Oh, I don't know if that all's from Mildura. It, it went all right, and it's out of that same Moisture Maestro race, wasn't it? And then went to Mildura the other day. I said, oh, good, this will be moral. Get on there. But, of course, it went up to Tell you what, on. if our thing had a one yesterday, it'd be, it'd be a chance. She's an Oaksville. She's classic or something, wouldn't he? Who? Paris Affair. Paris Affair. She's Oaks. It? She's got to be Oaks if she can settle. Yeah. But um, Is it a boy or a girl? I can't remember. Philly. Okay. But uh, that's why she's, she's out of a some relation to Shamrocker, who mm-hmm. who ran – she might have run second in an Oaks, I reckon, something like that. So that's why that's why when I when I went really deep dived and said, "Oh, here's Danny O'Brien's Oaksville, and we can back her in a maiden on a Wednesday," and uh, yeah, that was good anyway. All right, uh, but yeah, all my joints are underwater the next few days. Tatura, they might not even run there tomorrow. Tatuka, so uh, Manangatang. Oh, now Manangatang's on now. That they, 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 they might run, so we might have a chance there. Manangatang Saturday. That is the epitome of out wide for DK out wide. So it might be a chance there. They've already moved Kembla to Newcastle Saturday in Sydney, so they're, they're already migrating north <laughs> trying to push everything north. I thought they might be a bloody goddamn uh, Ramwick to Newcastle, so that takes that option out. Can't add much more than that, but uh, pray for racing in Ranwick on Saturday. Why? <laughs> oh, let's pray they tear up the track then. Yeah, there Just is m- a couple of decent races, but it's not it's not much of a, a week to miss, to be fair. But oh, Get your booty sleep and get ready for uh, next weekend. It's going to be a ding-dong battle, the grand final stream next week. Uh, Nico uh, back on... Uh, live from Vic- is it live from Victoria? Are they coming down? Walton coming down to see me? Yeah. Are you going to be in studio? Well, uh, I might, I might, I'll come in after the... There'll be maidens on somewhere. I'll... Um, Last hey, I'll time. Come in. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, if Walty, I'm com- coming in. I've got to come in and see old Ch- oh, me old China. Oh. <laughs> you going to have a Maduri lemonade that night? Did he have a Maduri lemonade in his birthday, Scoot? No. no, no I was doing 18,000 hours of form, mate. What mate do you he mean? had a watermelon mocktail. We literally. <laughs> and barely oh, drunk On the Sunday, it. yeah, yeah. On the Friday, we, I got up at like 4.30, stood up the whole day, da-da-da-da. Vex like, what do we want for dinner? I'm like too tired to eat. I think I had sausage or something, like a, a dead set cold sausage. It was, it was a cracking... Uh, it was a cracking actual birthday, but Sunday was all right. Anyway, I think that's the end of the show. Good luck on the weekend. Hope you find a winner. Make sure you uh, hit the shops and uh, support the boys, get their products. Uh, they're smarter than me and you back at home. And uh, hopefully uh, it's a fill-up this Saturday. At Corfield Lease, let's get a couple of these shorties beat. I'll be praying. Where's Nico's next set coming from? Where's his next out wide? Canberra. I've done Canberra. That's that's my next set. Peter, well, my next set's Mornington today, but Canberra tomorrow. I've done the form for it as well. Three states in three days. Very versatile. Let's just put him on every day. Let's just lock him in the in the in the yeah, there's, studio. There's, just- there's many things that his relationship could survive. I don't think going around the grounds is it. Uh, this will be interesting. Enjoy it while you can, and enjoy it while it's kid free. See you next week.